When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com the Von Eric family is legendary. He was kind of a bully. Lance, Lance by, by chance, chance wrestling as a Von, Von Eric. They were afraid I would go to WWF, so they kind of on television it, that I wasn't a real Von Eric. Find out what Lance talked about in his book. You know how many people that I've worked with that are or dead, especially with world class. Many, many, many people took steroids on top of the other drugs. Chris Adams headbutted the, the co-pilot. And find out what happened when Lance left Dallas. I used to run guns from the States to South Africa and got busted in the UK. Lance, Lance by, by Chance, chance wrestling, wrestling as a Lance by Get your book today at LanceByChance.com or on Amazon. Listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest this episode is Mike Skyrose, professional wrestler of nine years. Where exactly do you help, my friend? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I reside in Syracuse, New York right now, and I mostly wrestle in New England, upstate New York, Canada, and the Philly, New Jersey area. Okay. Okay. You know, I was uh, looking at some of the places that you wrestle in some of the cities that you travel to. And what that kind of reminded me of is the Gulf Coast scene of the United States down here. You've got Texas and Alabama and Louisiana and Mississippi, and you've got all these little uh, promotions clustered. And when I saw your area, I kind of thought, man, you know what? That's it kind of looks similar. The scene does in that sense, because you've got all these little promotions, right? Yes. It's, it's wild. The volume of wrestling is available right now. And I think it's almost a necessity because you have so many, people coming out of wrestling school and so many wrestlers just on the scene now in terms of sheer number that everywhere kind of has its own little group. And then there are certain people that travel in between them, but there's a lot of wrestling and a lot of wrestlers right now. So it's, if you want to go see an event, they're out there. They're more packed than ever. Yeah. So you spend a lot of time, what in New York, New Jersey, I saw you wrestle quite a a few times in Pennsylvania, right? Yes. Yeah, I the promotions I frequent are mostly out of upstate New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. So I consistently make rounds to those places due to championship defenses or places that I have a lot of business going on in and that book me over and over. So 
yeah, I, I do spend a lot of time out there. When you're uh, when you're uh, out there, what what are some of maybe the uh, promotions that you, you know, are there there are some that you work with quite a bit? Yes, I'm very fortunate at this point to have a lot of promotions that have invested time and opportunities into me. So, Pro Wrestling Grind, first and foremost, I'm the Grind Grand Champion. They've been very good to me. High Tension Wrestling, I've been the High Tension Wrestling TV champion for over one year now. I'm defending against Matt Taven from Ring of Honor slash AEW on the 30th of September in Philly. They base themselves out of the PA, New Jersey area. They've been very good to me. I've been Excite Wrestling Heavyweight Champion since February. They run out of Binghamton and Elmira and sometimes uh, some of the outlying towns in those areas. Often, they've invested a lot in me. And then Test Strength Wrestling out of Connecticut and NFW out of New Jersey. I worked a lot for Immortal Championship Wrestling in upstate New York. There's quite a few places that I'm a recurring figure in and i'm sure i've forgotten one or two but i'm very fortunate right now yeah absolutely it's good to have you know um of course you know familiar places that you can go to and familiar people that you can work with it's always i'm sure it's beneficial too to go to places that you've never been to before too right yeah so i'm big on when i get in somewhere i really want to commit for the long haul because I want to give those fans a chance to get to know me. I feel as though I can make an impression off the bat, but I am more of a slow burn wrestler as when you see me wrestle over and over and over again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a moonsault. I'm not going to do a tope. I'm not going to do a 450 off the top. That's just not my skill set. So I'm not someone who has those eye popping moves off the bat. But my commitment to the craft of wrestling is something that I think endears me to people over a long period of time. So to your point, though, I do like to go new places to network, make connections and see what kind of wrestling fans are out there. Because there's always a promotion with a unique audience that's off in the shadows a little bit that people don't know about. And I want to go find those fans and I want to go find those wrestlers and I want to be around them. Yeah. And and when when you're ready to move, when 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 do you know it's like hey it's time for me to kind of spread my wings a little bit yeah when i look at something and it's either whether i've reached the top and can go no further or i've hit my limit there in terms of where i think i can go as a wrestler in terms of the talent it's time to move on and i'm very big on that and it's not even a personal thing it's a business thing look if i can't grow anymore in promotion x I'm going to move on to promotion Y. And a lot of times I've done that five or six times in the amount that I've been wrestling and it's always paid off. And even if it took a long time, betting on myself has paid off literally every single time and has led me to bigger and better things. So if you're a wrestler out there listening and you feel stuck somewhere, move on. Even if it's going to do ring crew or going to try out somewhere, take a bet on yourself and it'll usually work out. And a lot of the time, the new audience will appreciate you in a different way that maybe that previous audience may have taken for granted. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, where I live in South Texas, there's the regular guys, right? Yes. um, If I, if I want to see the regular guys, I I'll go see them. Right. And I've seen them over and over and over and over. But when there's an opportunity 
to get somebody who I'm familiar with, maybe from North Texas or another state, where it was like, wow, I can't believe this guy's coming in here. You know, like they brought in uh, Ricardo Rodriguez. And I thought, you know what? And, and when he was at WWE, he was more of a manager, right? So yes, he came down here and he was doing his lucha thing. And, and I thought, you know what? I, I could have missed out on that. But it was a nice treat to see somebody that I'm not going to see in a while. And that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's really how I pick my shows. Mike is like, you know, I look, yeah. you know, Oh, this guy's coming in, you know, I get to see yeah. familiar people, but I get to see someone I don't get to see all the time. Yeah. And to your point, I think a lot of the people buying tickets feel similarly. So, and we can't, it's not even that I think they take the, the guys that are like, recurring figures there for granted it's they new and exciting is always new and exciting and instead of you know being mad be like oh you know why aren't they coming to see the same roster over and over again lean into that uh ricardo specifically he's a very cool guy i've met him briefly he was very nice but i look at it too if you're one of those guys uh you've probably heard the expression how can i get sick of you if you won't go away Sometimes it's nice to go away for a few months, a year, come back. You'll feel, especially if you have something new that you bring to the table as a wrestler, you'll feel completely different, completely new, and people will be oftentimes really excited to see you. Yeah, let them miss you, right? Right. Hey, but you know, you know, those guys, you know, to their to their credit, you know, the the guys that are regular, they they probably live here, right? Yes. And this is their their home promotion and and I'm sure they travel, but you know, so not you know not any fault to the promoter. I mean, he's gonna use his boys, right? That's just the way that it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. It it's tough too, depending on where you are geographically. So you mentioned uh you're familiar with the promotions down in the Gulf. So that little that little Gulf has like a few different states, a, a probably a ton of different promotions as you mentioned. The Northeast, like we mentioned, is very packed with promotions, but there are places in the country that there just aren't as many things going on in terms of having a bunch of wrestling promotions or cities themselves being spread out. So it can be hard to to move around. But if you live in a like a densely populated area in terms of wrestling companies, it, why why not go and check all of them out? Why not expose yourself to all those audiences? You know. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I've noticed also too, looking on your um on your database, I, I recognize some of the names, uh Vince Valor, Papa Don, uh Bill Collier. Yes. I mean Yes, those are some real dudes on the independent circuit, man. Yeah, I've gotten to mix it up with almost all the dudes that are considered the best, especially in the Northeast. I just wrestled Warhorse for Pro Wrestling Grind out of St. Louis. I just wrestled Matt Cardona, who, in my opinion, is the number one independent wrestler going right now, and I beat him. I, I've wrestled Bill Collier. I've wrestled Daniel Garcia. I've wrestled uh, Carlito. I've wrestled Eddie Edwards. I've wrestled a lot of the top guys. And in terms of two guys that have national exposure from like that Beyond Wrestling crew, I've wrestled almost all of them. Guys that are on the indies at the top, like – I. They're around the Northeast, and you know if you put in enough work, you're gonna be around all of them. And 
you have to don't make them wrestle down to you. You have to hold up your end of the bargain. You have to go out there and prove what you're worth. And I love doing that. It's the best. Do you think, and and I would know this because I've had zero matches, but in other things that I do, you know, when you're, you know, you're around someone who has a good skill set, do you sometimes, I mean, how is it intimidating to a degree or do you think, okay, this is my once and only golden opportunity to shine here or, you know, I mean, how is that? Because it, it you know. <laughs> If I was getting in the ring with Matt Cardona, I'd be a little intimidated. Yeah, it's, I don't know if intimidating is the right word most of the time, because I, no matter who I'm in there with, I I try to look at them as a peer, especially now. When I was younger, it was definitely more in that direction. But at this point, I'm, I'm of the mindset that I'm very confident in what I do now, and we're in the same ring for a reason we end up at the exact same point in place and time so we must in some way be on the level together and if especially if you're someone that's been around and you have that reputation i am going to do my best to take it to you so i go more on the offensive in terms of my wrestling as opposed to oh you know i don't want to screw up or oh they're so and so i just have to make sure i don't screw up like no like i'm going to show them what i'm about they're going to leave that place remembering me Right, right. And you also got to get up, get to a point in your, I guess, in your skill set to say, hey, man, I've been doing this for nine years. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, haven't been playing yeah. patty cake. I've been wrestling for nine years, you know. And Right. Yeah, you have to be confident in yourself. Like, that'll take you so far, uh, even if it's, even if it's, like, misplaced confidence, it'll carry you so far, like, um, I remember there was a DVD that came out with CM Punk a few years ago, and they said he always believed he was the best in the world even when he wasn't. And I think that's very important. That mindset of, hey, I'm here because I'm not here by accident. I was booked here. I was put here for in this match for a reason, and I'm going to take it to him. Right, right. When you're when you're wrestling like these guys, you you mentioned Matt Cardona and Bill Collier, and Bill's been around yes. for a long time. I've had yes, the yes. opportunity to talk to him, and he, you know, I remember him telling me a story that you know uh, he was getting to the point where he he thought he couldn't wrestle, uh, but then he started training differently, and you know, and then he you know got more mileage out of his his career, you know. Yes. So, when when you're wrestling with these guys, you I you know, do you have the opportunity? I mean, do these guys ever share anything with you? Like, you know, hey man, if 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 this ever happens, don't do it. <laughs> or hey, if you ever get yeah. the opportunity to do this, you might want to do it, right? Yeah. It depends on the personality of each guy. So it's like people with anything else. Uh there are guys that are assholes, there are guys that are cool. And there are guys that are more guarded and like you have to get to know them a little bit better before they'll share the the trade secrets with you. Bill is a guy that I've been around for a very long time before we ever got to wrestle. And now that we finally get to wrestle, we've wrestled like five or six times, which is fantastic. He's always a guy that's willing to help 
as long as you go to him and ask for it respectfully. I I have a group of dudes that are with me that are in my group called the Salt City Killers that came from my wrestling school. And he has been awesome about helping those guys out, giving them pointers, uh, checking them their stuff out. Like He's a guy specifically that has been very good at giving back to the younger talent. And there's a lot of those dudes out there, but it's not a... It's not a one size fits all. Sometimes you have to you have to kind of read the room and see if those guys are really willing to help. When I saw his name on on your list, I thought, okay, yeah, you've you know, because he he definitely he he you know he, he peaks on my radar. Yeah, well, he's a guy with the, like, and I've said this in interviews too. He's a guy that, in terms of skill set, he doesn't have weaknesses, in my opinion. He can talk. He's Big, he's strong, he's fast, he's smart, he has experience. So every time, like, again, I, I told you, I've wrestled him five or six times, but I pick up something new every time I'm around him on a show and I'm really paying attention, or I'm in the ring with him. And that's the type of person that I'm aspiring to be in wrestling, someone that is really looked at as, like, a five-cool player. Yeah, I, I like him because of his size. You yeah. Know? When when I grew up watching wrestling, um, everyone was big, right? You know, you had yeah, Kong Bundy, Hulk Hogan, you know, yeah. Otto Vance, you know, Kamala. Everyone was big, right? And so um, when I see him, um, you know, I think, wow, uh, Pretty Boy Smooth is another big guy. Yes. Have you yes. had the opportunity to wrestle him? I've been in the ring with him once. It was in a ladder match that had, I think, five or six other people in it. But, yes, I've been in the ring with him. I've been on quite a few events with him. He's he's definitely a big dude. He's definitely a guy that's come into his own a lot recently, too, and really, like, found who he is and what he's about, which is very cool. Right, yeah. And, and you know, it's like, you know, the big, you know, you, you take the, the, the size of the wrestler, everybody, you know, it's like, how tall are you? Help me out. Uh, I'm 5'10". Okay, you're 5'10", and, and Bill is what? 6'8", maybe 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah, he's like, I, I want to say like 6'6"-ish, six, 6'5", six 6'6". Six, six, six. Okay, well, All right. yeah. where I'm going at with this is you can do some stuff that he can't do, and he can do some stuff, yes. that right? Vice versa. Absolutely, yeah. So That's what makes the matchups interesting. Yeah, and then also, too, it's like, like, knowing what your lane is, right? Like, hey, you know, yeah. I don't need to be spending my energy trying to do this because it's not my wheelhouse. Yes. Well, the thing is, too, that a lot of people don't realize is, yes, there are guys that are – wrestlers in general are smaller now than ever, for sure. And there there are some people out there that are, are pretty small, like guys and girls, but – one thing I look back at too, and I was reading about this in Terry Funk's books, actually, that a lot of the the top NWA guys, especially, they were 210, 220 pounds, like like categorized as like a light heavyweight these days. Uh, and if you got like too big in terms of like a bodybuilder or just put on like too much weight, like you were looked at as someone that couldn't keep up cardio wise in the ring. A lot of those guys prided themselves on their amateur wrestling skills, and the name of the game was very different. So 
a lot of people look at and think is wrestling has always been big bodybuilders, but that was more of a WWF thing. And the McMahons popularized that in the eighties. And then like superstar Billy Graham before that was like the big key, but the, it's not always been big bodybuilders. And I don't, I think we've gotten a little too much into that and we're starting to get a little bit away from that, where if you're an athletic person or if you're a person that has physical skills that might not be aesthetic or you just look like you can kick some ass, I think there's a place for you. Yeah. And you, you brought up uh, superstar Billy Graham, you know, uh, Bruno yes. was, Bruno was, a had a body on him too. Yes. Yeah. Bruno was like a, it's funny because Billy Graham was, he wasn't like, there were guys like Sailor Art Thomas around before him that were bodybuilder looking guys, but Graham was the most famous example of a guy that came in like with a bodybuilder's physique. Bruno, he was like, he was big and strong and impressive, but in a different way. He was like barrel chested, like power lifter physique. Like he's the Italian strong man. So when Graham came along and he had abs and he just shaped a little bit differently and he just, people didn't look like that back then walking around in the street. So it just inspired a different line of wrestler. So you've been wrestling for nine years, even with the, some of the stuff that I do, you know, it's um, sometimes you don't always get to see your, the progress that you're making until you kind of stop. And then you look for back sure. and you think, Oh, yes, okay, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing okay. But do you still feel like, Hey man, I still haven't got the brass ring. You know, I'm still, I'm, I still want to do this, but I haven't done it yet. Do you have anything like that? Yeah. And I think for anyone who's really serious about this, they, WWE is the show. You, WWE is the top promotion in the world. If you want to look at it in terms of notoriety, money, whatever, the, they're the place everyone wants to be. And to say that I wouldn't want to be there would be a lie. That's, that's the goal for everybody. But I can objectively, and I'm getting much better about this, not being as pessimistic and looking back, but, oh, I've gotten to wrestle th these people. That's pretty cool. I've gotten to wrestle in these different places. I've got to do this. Looking at it from like a positive mindset and being like, yeah, I didn't waste my time. I put a lot of hard work and energy into this, and it's paid off in this, this, and this way is something I'm taking more inventory of. But in terms of things that are specific, like, yes, I'd like to wrestle in the WWE. Yes, I would like to wrestle in AEW if that is where I am better suited. I have my sh more short-term goal is I want to wrestle more internationally. I've talked with a few people in Japan, Germany about doing something over there. And that's something that I would really like to mark off the little bucket list, you know. And I still, I just want to get in the ring with the best and see what I'm worth. I just want to keep testing myself against the best wrestlers. And I feel like if I keep climbing the ladder, I will be at a point where it is undeniable for me to get more of the specific things that I want. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. And, you know, I uh, follow a lot of wrestlers and I, uh, I've noticed uh, um, that there's some people that I know that have uh, uh, recently gone to England and uh, recently yes. gone to Japan and so, yes. um, you know, it's, it's definitely attainable, right? Yes, uh, absolutely. There's, there's a young lady, uh, that wrestles here in Texas. Are you familiar with, um, Houston Carson is, um, is a trainer now was a very, very good independent wrestler and, and had a, uh, 
health concern that kept them from yeah. competing. And he ended up becoming a trainer. He's got a school over here in the uh, Bryan College Station. And, uh, well, he's got a, a young lady there. Her name is Mia Friday, 17 years old, and okay. just came back from Japan. That's wild. And, and Good for her. Yeah, and she started training when she was, uh, like, 14. I interviewed her uh, when she was 16, and on my uh, – She's on my podcast. She's on the website. And she said, I remember she said, yeah, hey, man, I, I just got my driver's license two weeks ago. It's like, yeah, but when you and I've got to see her wrestle in person. Plus, I I watch, you know, when she's on title match and stuff like that. You know, you see yeah. this this young person. I mean, wow, she's. Definitely, you know, if you stay healthy, you've got a promising career, right? I mean, absolutely. People, people aren't going out of the country, you know. Yeah. By accident. No. And you know, I I noticed that you've gone to Canada. That's got a that had to be a pretty neat trip for you, right? What was that experience like? It is. It's cool. So I've gotten to go quite a few times, and more recently, there's. There's a few promotions, uh, such as Crossfire Wrestling in St. Catharines, and I. It's been it was a very fun experience. Like it's nice to be able to tell like people in your life, like, oh, how's that wrestling thing going? Like, oh yeah, I just wrestled in Canada two out of the last three weeks. Like, it's a little bit of a flex, but it's cool. Uh, the fans there are very very passionate. Not that the fans in the states are are not, but they don't get the same volume of wrestling like we spoke about earlier. So they, they're a little bit hungrier. They don't get it as much. So it's a little more fresh to them. It's a little less of the guy in the crowd sitting back saying, impress me. And more of like the guy just really happy to be there and see some good wrestling. So I always love wrestling from those fans. And the, the stereotype is mostly true in the sense that they've all been overwhelmingly kind to me in terms of just coming up to me afterwards and BSing at the merch table or whatever, but great group of fans. I love wrestling there and I have plans to wrestle there more. So that's not a thing that should be stopping anytime soon. And also to speak on uh, Mia too, that you mentioned, I've, I have heard her name. I'm always impressed by the wrestlers that can start that young and can thrive that young. I couldn't have handled that at 17. I couldn't have handled that at 18, 19, 20. It just would have been overwhelming to me. So I think one thing that gets overlooked is the maturity and the poise and the character that it takes to succeed at that young age in any way. And a lot of those, I, I feel like the oldest dude in the world calling them kids, but a lot of those kids are going to slip up and make mistakes. But you also have to realize that they're, they're kids, like they're literally teenagers. So you have to, you have to be patient with them, but I'm always impressed by anyone that can go out and just handle this and be consistent in, in wrestling at that age. Yeah, there there de definitely has to be a maturity level to it. I mean, you, you've got to, you know, and I know a little bit about her. I mean, she's a good student and she, you know, sure. taking college classes and she's still in high school. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't even take high school classes in high school, man. I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, let's let's call it what it was. And uh, yeah, 
so you know that that's pretty good but also you know the responsibility with wrestling, right? Because it's about taking care of people and having that maturity. You know, my, my wife is, yeah. you know, if I go to a store and, you know, I'm like, that, that teenager over there, he was, you know, giving me troubles, you know, or if I'm at a store or something, she's first thing out of her mouth, he goes, you do understand that the frontal lobe of his brain is right. really well developed, right? Yeah. Yes. So there is really something to that, right? So yeah, you're yeah. right. These young people are excelling in pro wrestling. It's they're they're definitely cut from a different block. For sure. So where would you like to see Mike Skyros in say two to five years? Two to five years, I want to at the very least be looked at as one of the top guys in the independence. And I would like to be making consistent international tours. That's, that's, I think, a very attainable goal for me right now. The, the goal is a full-time wrestling contract with whatever promotion has the best offer for me. And I think that's closer now to me than it's ever been. But I want to be the best professional wrestler I can be. And to do that, I need to wrestle more of the best and to go to different places and I think that that's very attainable to me, and not even that. I think it's something that's going to happen very, very soon. If if you were let let's say a mid tier wrestling company that has television, right? If you were to get an offer from them and not from the big one, would you would you be willing to take what was offered, or would you be the type of person that would no man? I'm holding out for the big one. Well, I I think. I think every step up the ladder is something that could benefit anyone in my position. So some people might look at it as like a mid-tier company, but is it more exposure than you have right now? Is it more, are you seeing, are more fans getting to see you than they are right now? Is it a bigger platform? Yes. And if it's not your ultimate goal, it's going to put you on the radar of the people whose attention that you want. So I think you'd be foolish to turn something down, especially if you have no other offers on the table. Absolutely. Hey, you mentioned uh, Matt Taven's name a, a time or two in our in our conversation, yes. and Matt Taven was at a uh, show in Corpus Christi uh, that me and my wife went to. I went out there, set up a table to sell my books and stuff. And uh, my wife is not a wrestling fan, but she was happened to be in the uh, venue when he was wrestling, and. Uh, and I got to talk to him after after the show. And so when me and my wife were later that evening, we we're driving and she uh, she says, oh, yeah, that guy that you were talking to after the show. I really he was one of my favorite wrestlers to watch because I liked how he was working and moving around in the ring. And she goes, he's pretty good, huh? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, he's pretty good, babe. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what do you what do you think it is? That maybe the passion that he has or the years of experience or, I mean, it, he really, he almost blindfolded that guy and he could pull it off. Yeah, he's he's got a lot going on. So he works very hard, obviously. And he also didn't have it easy coming up in New England. I think a lot of people aren't all the way caught up on the fact that he was in a shark tank 
coming up in New England that time period between the other guys in the kingdom like um like Mike Bennett or like Vinny or like um you had guys like Eddie Edwards still around, you had Frank Kazarian still around. You really had to work hard to separate yourself and to earn those guys respect in New England at that point in time. And I know a lot of those New England guys, and I know quite a few people that tested him a few times and he, he ended up passing. So Matt's put in work. He also has he also has a certain like personal magnetism or charisma that's hard to put a finger on that draws people to him. And I think that's helped him out a lot. And look at him right now. He's he's in the most prominent storyline on AEW television right now. He's involved. And that's not by accident. He put himself in that position. So he's he's definitely a a person that's worked really hard to get where he's at. And I think he has much higher aspirations than where he's at right now. And hopefully he's not overlooking our matchup because I'm going to bring it to him. All right. Well, how can people find you on social media? Yeah, I'm on all socials at Mike Skyros, M-I-K-E-S-K-Y-R-O-S. That is Facebook. I almost said Twitter. It's X. Instagram, TikTok. I'm on all of those at that, so I'm very easy to find. I try to be responsive in my messages as long as people are respectful. So come hit me up if you got wrestling questions or whatever else. I will do my best to get back to you. All right, man. Well, I have enjoyed talking to you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, my man. Thank you for making the time to put me on. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free, digital, bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org. That's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.